This is the Tech Arts Podcast, where we talk about tech, leadership, and all things that concern church audio, video, and lighting. Welcome to the Tech Arts Podcast. My name is DL. Football is back. If you don't know, I'm a super Dallas Cowboys fan. I should say a tortured Dallas Cowboys fan. Every year is going to be our year, and then it isn't. Speaking of the NFL, Thursday night football is on Amazon, and well, so is the Tech Arts Podcast. Yep, that's right. This podcast is now on Amazon, the big time, baby. Amazon Prime. Matter of fact, you can find us on pretty much any podcast outlet that is out there, including YouTube. So be sure to tell all of your friends about us. You also want to tell your friends that we give away free stuff. In today's podcast, we are giving away the Decimator 12G Cross. If you're not familiar with this product, it's a product that does HDMI to SDI cross conversion with scaling and frame rate conversion. The 4K scaling engine on this product is simply amazing, and it can scale frame rate convert between 351 inputs, which by the way, if you have 351 inputs to scale convert, you and I need to talk. Uh, first off, I can't wait to see your system. And secondly, woo, that's crazy. All right, so 351 inputs this thing can scale to 57 output formats. So whether you're talking anything 4K to HD, this bad boy can do it. So for converting HDMI to SDI or SDI to HDMI, you need to have this in your video toolbox. You can find out more about this amazing Decimator product or all of their products by going to decimator.com. But here's the deal. We are giving away one of these Decimator 12G cross units on today's episode of the Tech Arts Podcast. Here's how you win it. It's pretty simple. All you gotta do is listen for the giveaway letters or phrase. Then you text it to 22828. The letters or phrase will be given out at some point during the podcast. So all you have to do, again, all you have to do is listen to win. It's so easy. All right, let's talk about today's podcast subject. It's on LED screens. What do you do when you look for an LED screen? In what application should you use LED? How do you avoid moray? What is moray? Is LED even worth it? Today's podcast is going to answer those questions, plus give away a Decimator 12G cross. You don't want to miss a minute of today's episode. So hang on. We'll jump into all of it right after we hear from our sponsors. Our main sponsor is Digital Great Commission Ministries. Whether you need help building a team, finding the right gear, or just better understanding the church tech world, DGCM is here for you. Because they are a 501c3 donor-sponsored organization, they come to your church for free and do an assessment of your tech, visitor engagement, and online streaming. They also offer essential classes that will help every member of your church tech team. DGCM is all about helping churches understand how to use the instrument of technical gear to reach their congregations. You have to check out all of their resources, training, and consulting options by going to audiovideolighting.com. 
contact Digital Great Commission Ministries today by going to audiovideolighting.com. Okay, let's jump into the podcast on LED screens. The world of light-emitting diode, or LED, has exploded. Try saying that three times really fast. The light-emitting diode LED screen technology, it's just exploded. Costs are starting to fall, and the range of products to choose from is increasing each day. This amazing opportunity just allows churches now to really develop what their platforms look like. But like any technical instrument of worship, you will want to choose the right gear for your facility and what best matches your application needs. Let's start with a simple explanation of a few different types of products. First, let's talk about low-resolution LED, high-resolution LED, and flexible LED products. Those are the three things that we're going to knock into and see what they do. Knock into. You don't want to knock into LED. Not good. (laughs) Those are the three things we're going to talk about today and see how they can help your church with what they're doing. So let's not complicate this. The way I'm going to use this term resolution has to do with the spacing between each LED light panel, even though the official term that is used is pixel pitch. So what this means is the closer the LED lights are to each other, the tighter the pitch, the better the panel will look to the congregation that is close to it. The further away those lights are on the panel, the farther away the congregation needs to be in order for it to look right. So for example, a product with a three millimeter resolution or pixel pitch would look fine to an audience that's 15 to 20 feet away from the panel. But a nine millimeter product would not. But a nine millimeter product would probably look fine to an audience that is 40 or 50 feet away from the panel. All of this is assuming you're trying to do HD or higher quality video. Don't forget about the super low res products. These are products that go as high as 25 millimeter for resolution and can create very interesting atmospheres for your room. So let's talk about those a little bit. Low res and super low res products are mostly used for background or eye candy to paint a stage or fill in some gaps. There are some really cool products that are flexible LED and have models that range from super low res to high res. Pixelflex is one of those manufacturers that I've seen that has a high range of these impressive products. These types of products give you a ton of flexibility when you use it to create lively moving images and backgrounds that accent the lighting design in your worship space. As an example, I organized a 70 foot wide by 40 foot high LED for an event at a large church. It used flexible LED and created a massive background for our lighting team. We were able to make this happen on our stage due to it being very flexible allowing rigging to not be an issue because the product was much lighter than traditional LED walls. So second, let's talk about traditional rigid LED screen products. When considering a traditional LED wall versus a specialized wide pitch and very flexible screen, you may want to consider your typical rigid LED products made by companies like Rovisual, Thor, Unilumen, or Apson. 
These high-resolution products can really bring life to your event, especially when you're looking for brightness. These walls are very bright and can be used outside or in situations that have lots of light bleed on the screen. High-resolution products are typically sold by companies that offer normal, rigid LED. Because these LEDs come in panels that are latched together to make the wall, you can build these LED walls in various sizes and shapes. I have worked with Apson, Row Visual, and I've seen several Thor and Unilumin LED walls, and these companies are the ones I would turn to for your traditional LED wall. I really rely on their higher-res products when doing video shoots that show the screens a lot. They create eye-popping video images that draw in the audience. If the LED wall ends up in a camera shot, these companies offer processing and really tight pixel pitches. Pixel pitches that get those LED diodes down to 1.9 millimeter pitch. And that really helps reduce, if not eliminate, moray issues. So what is moray and how do you get rid of it? We're going to find out right after this word from our sponsors. Six Pixel Studios, where your kids go to learn film and editing skills. Six Pixels is a creative youth education program offering fun, engaging, and educational classes in movie making, stop motion, YouTube, animation art, and photography, all wrapped around a unique, enriched, story-centric curriculum. We help children explore movie making in a safe, collaborative, active, and social environment while promoting teamwork, confidence, problem-solving skills, and creative thinking. Six Pixel Studios offers after-school programs, homeschool programs, summer camps, workshops, events, field trips, kids' night out, and more. To find out more about Six Pixel Studios, go to sixpixelstudios.com. And if you live in the DFW area, go to kidsfilmacademy.com. Really easy website to remember. It's called kidsfilmacademy.com. Or you can call them at 817-754-1145. That's 817-754-1145. Six Pixels Studios, where your kids go to learn film and editing skills. Check them out today. All right, it's time to give away the Decimator 12G Cross. As a reminder, this product can convert HDMI to SDI or SDI to HDMI with scaling and frame rate conversion. Good to note that if you're using LED or plan on using LED, this device can be a technical miracle when you get into a conversion pinch. All right, are you ready to write down the key letters? Here we go. To win this device, text the letters A V L to 22828. Wow, a chance to win this for free does not come along very often. Again, to have a chance at winning the Decimator 12G Cross, text AVL to 22828 and win the Decimator 12G Cross today. Okay, enough of that free giveaway stuff. Let's get back to the podcast. Number three, what is moray and how do you deal with it? Moray patterns occur when a scene or an object that is being photographed contains repetitive details such as lines or dots that exceed the sensor resolution of the camera. 
As a result, a still or video camera produces a strange or wavy looking pattern. Some of your lower quality LED walls with wider pitch or lower resolution can cause this issue when seen by the video camera. Now, we like to use lower res or higher pitch LED walls during worship as our eye candy and our backdrops for a lot of the lighting things that we do during worship. I see that at a lot of churches. And for me, the moray doesn't bother me during that because there's a lot of high engagement, fast zooms, and quick pans. During the sermon, that's when the moray really bothers me because we're doing slower moves. A lot of people are focused on what the pastor's saying, and if that moray is happening behind the pastor, it can be, well, really bothersome. So some of the things we're going to talk about in this podcast will help you eliminate moray for the sermon portions, but even for your portions during worship where you may be using some wider pitch or lower res LED, I think some of these principles will really help you there as well. When we talk about Zoom, which is a little later here, I think it's really going to help you. But one of the one of the things you can do to help with moray, whether it be low res or high res uh, LED, is to stay with a higher and reliable refresh rate. I like to tell people to stay 2800 hertz or higher. Another moray note, as a general rule, anything under 2 millimeter pitch will almost always eliminate or highly reduce moray. But getting rid of moray also depends on how far your cameras are from the wall or where the zoom normally operates. I've seen LED walls above 3 millimeter pitch not have moray, but they also place their cameras closer and rely less on zoom. If you're zoomed all the way in, your camera will be more susceptible to moray. If your zoom is never more than 60 or 70% zoomed in, they will be less likely to pick up on moray. A good rule of thumb is to have a zoom lens that is one by to every foot from the platform talent. Meaning, if your camera is 50 feet from the platform talent, the zoom lens should be at least a 50 by zoom lens. This will help you eliminate shaky cameras and will help with depth of field. Now, all of this can be very expensive, and I get it. You need your money to be able to purchase more than just an LED wall or a lens. I mean, you can't just dump it all into those two things. But you can use what we are talking about today to help guide you on your purchases. Here's an example. If you get a wall that is four millimeter in pitch and you put your camera 80 feet away with only a 20 by lens, that essentially violates everything we just talked about and you're going to have moray issues. But maybe after hearing this podcast, you can invest in a little bit of a better pitch LED wall and you can save some money on your lenses. The reasoning behind this, well, it's because you can always upgrade your zoom lenses down the road whereas the LED may be a little bit harder to upgrade. So you invest there first based on what we talked about today. Just know this, you can eliminate and reduce moray. It's not something you just have to live with. Know that. Number four, environmental use. One question that I get is, can I use LED walls for environmental atmosphere use? Of course you can but it will be very different from how projectors handle this. Projection mapping has this nailed. It does this by being easier and cheaper to aim a projector 
at the wall and using an assortment of mapping software to digitally manipulate the image so that it feels like it just expands off your screens and surrounds your audience. But if you're looking to create some cool or unique video on your inside set pieces, LED may be an option for you. So what I'm saying here is projection, they just have this, they have it down. It's really easy to aim those projectors. It's really easy to paint your walls with projectors. LED, it, it doesn't do it the same way. But there are some products with LED that can help your set pieces really pop. And these cool and unique products and options are things like LED light strips or LED tape. These can highlight your sets or stages in a way that can create some interesting and engaging atmospheres. A place you want to check out is superbrightleds.com, or you can search for Alation Flex Pixel Tape for some options on LED tape that will make your environment pop. I have lined stages with this type of LED tape, and it's made for some amazing effects. Another use is creating hidden images on your set, like crosses or other objects that come alive when the LED tape is turned on. Some more options are being able to build out windows as LED images or create odd-shaped LED walls with custom video. These are just some of the advantages of using LED over projection mapping. You can go crazy with this and the cost can get ridiculous. So be careful to plan your event and research your solutions before going out and buying a bunch of LED items. Number five, costs. When you're weighing the cost of LED, you have to take into consideration a major advantage of the LED is power consumption. LED walls consume a lot less power than traditional projection. LED walls do not have lamps like traditional projectors, meaning you will immediately save on lamp costs by going with the LED wall route. They also put off a lot less heat than projectors and are quieter. New laser projectors have resolved some of these issues and are cheaper than LED, but from my experience, LED still lasts longer than projection, and when you do have an issue, you're working on a portion of the screen versus your entire screen going down when a projector lamp or laser goes out. All of this will save on your utilities. LED will definitely bring your utilities costs down, and it'll bring labor and HVAC costs down, your air conditioning costs down. Make sure you put all of these savings on the board when you start looking at LED costs, meaning your leadership needs to understand the cost savings of LED. It lasts longer and has less operational cost. You want to make sure that's communicated. Number six, workload. Let's talk a little bit about what it takes to set up and operate an LED screen. Now, LED walls can save you a lot of money in the long run, but they are not something you can just set up and turn on. It's not a quick whoop, flip the switch. LED walls require a little more educated setup. Plus, you're hanging or floor supporting something that is, well, it has significant weight to it. In contrast, this with projection, where for the most part, it's pretty easy to set up. If you're looking into LED, I would highly recommend you purchase it with a professional setup package. 
This means bringing in a qualified engineer to commission the system and then train you on the setup. If you're renting, be sure it comes with a technician who can dial it in. This is especially true if you need to match it to other LED or projection that is already in the building. Probably the biggest piece of advice that I can give you is to use LED as a tool to accomplish a project. Don't use it just because it's the next best thing. Make sure it's the best use case for your application. Many people will just go with LED because it's a cool, hip term. It may not be the right thing for you, so do your research. Figure out how you would use it and make sure it's the right product to accomplish your task at hand. If you need help or assistance doing that, know that Digital Great Commission Ministries is here to help. You can call on us and we will come out to your site for free. DGCM will look over your situation and if you desire, deliver a written assessment that will guide you and your leadership with your next steps. To start the process, go to audiovideolighting.com. That's audiovideolighting.com. Hey, we live in a bold and exciting new world where almost everything we need to resolve any tech issue, well, it's right at our fingertips. Creating an engaging and distraction-free environments that stimulate the church congregant is attainable and the price for it is dropping. Sure, LED is still 10 to 20% more expensive than projection, but the longer lifespan, savings on air conditioning, electric lamps, and other things make LED a lot more competitive than just a few years ago. This is allowing us to make our decisions more on need versus basing our decisions only on pricing. In the Bible, God said, let there be light. Well, LED walls and projectors are a form of light that illuminates our services and shines a video image that engages our congregation in worship. LED and projectors are essentially an instrument of worship that was created by God. It's very exciting to see people using these instruments of worship to draw people to our facilities and hopefully allow us to introduce them to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I can't wait to talk to you on the next Tech Arts Podcast. I'm David Leuchner signing off by wishing you a great day and praying God blesses every moment of your week. See you soon. You have been listening to the Tech Arts Podcast presented by Digital Great Commission Ministries. DGCM is a 501c3 nonprofit that was started to help churches with all things technical. Whether you need help building a team, finding the right gear, or just a better understanding of the church tech world, DGCM is here for you. Find out more about our free on-site visits, reports, and consulting by going to audiovideolighting.com. Digital Great Commission Ministries will help you run your church service like a pro. Find out more at audiovideolighting.com.